0: History is strange. This week, the world witnessing one of the biggest non-nuclear explosions ever in Beirut. Ironically, 75 years ago this week, the first nuclear strike ever. We remember Hiroshima. We pray for Beirut. The blast in Japan is still vivid. A blinding blue-white flash and then mass destruction. Coco Kondo was a baby but survived. Though the daughter of a Japanese Methodist pastor, she had one mission, revenge. She wanted to make the pilots who dropped the A-bombs pay for her pain. And that's what she thought. Until she met Captain Robert Lewis on an American TV show. My God, what have we done, he remembered thinking, crying as he retold the story. Coco Kondo couldn't hate him anymore she forgave vengeance is mine the lord said not because he's a zealot for punishment but because holding a grudge erodes our souls let him care for you find forgiveness in his love welcome to haven today i'm charles morris sharing the great story that's all about jesus and we're wrapping up a series here this friday called the life to come in this life Even the most faithful followers of Christ can end up believing things that are not true. That's no small matter. Jesus tells us in the Gospel of John that eternal life has to do with a kind of knowledge. Believing falsehood of any kind can rob us of enjoying our life in Christ now, even today. Well, on this program, we're going to look at Jesus' high priestly prayer in John 17. And there we'll see how important it is to have a true knowledge of who the father is, as well as the son. The better we know the triune God, the more we'll look forward to the life to come. And that's really what Jeremy Kemp discovered as his wife, Melissa, was struggling with cancer. They had a great friendship, and then she discovered she had cancer. And they both sensed the Lord leading them together. And you'll see this true life story play out as you watch the new film, I Still Believe. Here's a short excerpt where Jeremy tells his parents that he's getting married. I, I don't know, son.
1: You're only 20 years old. You just met this girl. I love her, Dad. And, and that's wonderful. So, but... Look, look, why, why don't you just just slow down, take a little more time, you know, go one step at a time here. Dad. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just, I know that. And I don't want it to just be her story and my story. I want it to be our story. I know you're worried, and I get it. But I'm going to marry this girl.
0: You recognize the voices of the actors who play Jeremy Kemp's parents? That's country singer Shania Twain as his mom and veteran actor Gary Sinise playing his dad. And now, nearly two decades later, you can watch the true story about Jeremy and Melissa Kemp on the just released DVD film, I Still Believe. I want to send you a copy of the DVD for your gift to the ministry. It's a message on how the Lord is with us even in the hardest of circumstances. We need that today. Why don't you call us after the program? heading into the weekend, and make your gift to this listener-supported ministry. And as a thanks, we'll send you, I still believe. The number to call is 800-654-2836. 800-654-2836. Or go online and watch the trailer and a clip from the movie, and then make your gift at haventoday.org. haventoday.org. Coming up a little later, we're going to get an update from Jeremy Camp on how the Lord is working in his life today. But first, let's open with one of his songs, Same Power.
1: I can see
0: the waters raging at my feet. I can
1: feel the breath of those surrounding me. I can hear The sound of nations rising up. We will not be overtaken. We will not be overcome. I can walk down this dark and painful road. I can face every fear of the unknown. I can hear all God's children singing out. We will not be overtaken. Promises are true in His strength. There is nothing we can't do. Yes, we know there are greater things in store. We will.
0: titled the album I will follow and that was the song Same Power Opening This Haven Today and I'm Charles Morris as I said a few minutes ago even the most faithful followers of Christ can end up believing things that are not true and believing falsehoods of any kind can rob us of enjoying our life in Christ even today not long after 911 I met a group of faithful followers of Jesus in another country who sincerely believed that all the destruction of that terrible day was an inside job. These were dear brothers in the Lord. It had grieved me to know they were believing a lie. But how often do you and I do the very same thing? Well, today we're concluding this week's series, The Life to Come. And as we turn to Jesus' high priestly prayer, you find it in John 17, Join me in praying that our Heavenly Father will fill us with true knowledge, knowledge of Himself and knowledge of His Son. After Jesus said this, He looked to heaven, and here's what He prayed. Father, the hour has come. Glorify Your Son, that Your Son may glorify You. For You granted Him authority over all the people that He might give eternal life to, all those You have given Him. And this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Now, that's the beginning of what many call Jesus' high priestly prayer. Those are the first five verses in John 17. This week, we've been hearing from the portions of John's gospel called the Upper Room Discourse. But here, Jesus left that Upper Room. It's the eve of his crucifixion. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, he poured out his heart to his Father. What a gift it is that the Spirit inspired John to hear and write down this prayer to us. It provides us the comfort we need desperately. I want to go back to that central claim of Jesus' prayer. It's in verse 3. He's talking about the life to come, or as he refers to it here, eternal life. There are a couple of observations here for us today, I think. And I pray the Spirit would use these observations to speak to your heart and to comfort you in these troubled times. To begin with, the life to come is a matter of knowing God the Father. When you think of knowledge... What comes to your mind? Maybe facts, maybe figures. To know something is to know things about it, right? But in Scripture, knowledge is often so much more than that. One way to put it is that it's relational knowledge. When Jesus says that eternal life is knowing the Father, it means recognizing more and more of who God is. He's the one true God, as our Lord refers to him here. He's not just one God among many. He created the heavens and the earth and all that is in them. Anything that can be known, he already knows it. He knows the hairs on your head. Psalm 56 says that God collects your tears in a bottle, which means that he knows your suffering. Knowing the one true God means recognizing that he's not like the false gods that Israel encountered or the Greco-Roman gods the apostles had to confront. Those gods couldn't hear. Or speak or even make anything they're just idols made of wood and stone they're no different than the idols within our own hearts but the one true god hears us when we pray he speaks to us by way of his word and since he made all things he alone is powerful enough to save eternal life that life to come is bound up in knowing him what lies are you tempted to believe about god today Maybe you've been swayed by prosperity preachers to think that the Father loves you and will give you whatever you desire, usually stuff, money-related stuff. Or, Or maybe you go the other direction. Maybe you think God could never love someone who's messed up as badly as you have. Maybe you're a weary Christian, as we all are sometimes. Today you need to be reminded that God does indeed love you. He has no obligation to. He just does. He provides every good thing in your life. And in his providence, he turns every hardship and struggle into a victory for you. And he's given you his son, as well as the Holy Spirit, that he might be near you in this life, even as you long for the life to come. Now, there's another observation in this passage. The one true God is also the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The life to come is all about knowing Jesus, too. He's the eternal Son of God, as powerful as his own Father. And he is also Jesus of Nazareth, a flesh and blood human being just like you and me. We're not fit for the life to come. The place that Christ is preparing for us is a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. But we are not righteous. And that's why we can be thankful for what Jesus said to the Father in his prayer. I've brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. That's the reason why he came, to do the work you and I failed to do every day. Knowledge of Jesus means recognizing that he's given us his own righteousness when we receive it and we receive it by faith. It can be tempting to think of Jesus as only partially a Savior, but that's not true knowledge of him. Our hope for the life to come rests on this simple, almost unbelievable claim. Jesus completed his work. There's nothing else to be done for your redemption. Eternal life is yours because he has earned it. Your life is hidden with Christ in this glorious life to come, and there's nothing anyone can do to threaten it. So we can rest in this knowledge today. This weekend, there are lots of loud voices out there feeding you all kinds of knowledge, but none of them have knowledge that leads to eternal life. Jesus said it in a darkened garden 2,000 years ago, and he says it again to you today. This is eternal life, to know the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. Fill your mind with this knowledge. Set your heart on this life to come. And the Lord, by way of His Holy Spirit, will fill your life today with the comfort you need. Why don't you join me in prayer right now? Lord, I always like on a Friday to think about my plans for the weekend. And right now I don't have many plans. I do what I do every weekend, and I've been doing it for months now. But Lord, Sunday's coming. And it's on Sunday morning. A few of us listening celebrate the Sabbath on Saturday. But we have this time, even if it's online, to gather with God's people and to be thankful and to worship. And whether we're doing it in person, socially distanced, or whether we're just doing it online, we can worship together. Lord, may we gather in the name of Jesus this weekend. May we say thank you for grace and thank you for salvation. Thank you for giving us the righteousness of Jesus Christ that we've heard about in this prayer that your son prayed to you, the Father, in John 17. Lord, be with us now and bless us. May we go into the weekend and may we end the weekend giving thanks to you for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: My heart can see when I pause to remember A heartache here is but a stepping stone Along the trail that winds. This troubled world is not my final
0: Wow, what a voice, what powerful lyrics. David Phelps in his song, Until Then, here on Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. Our final program in a series called The Life to Come. Earlier in the program, we heard a little from this new film, I Still Believe following the true life story of Jeremy and Melissa Camp. But I thought you'd like to hear an update about how the Lord has worked in Jeremy's life after his first wife went home to be with the Lord. And here's what he told me just a few days back. He's a God of
3: restoration and redemption. And so I, I look at, you know, I wasn't looking for anybody else. You know, I was sharing my story and happy to do that. And then almost a couple years later, I met this, um, girl named Adrian And I remember we were on tour together and I would share of just God's faithfulness in the midst of me not even wanting to say how good God was. I'd get on stage and all of a sudden I'd feel God's spirit, you know, empower me to say God is good in the midst of trials and tribulations. And mm-hmm. so, you know, Adrian would be off to the side listening. And one at one point she's like, you know, I've been hearing your story and it's ministered to me so much. Um, you know, I, I was, I'm one of those people that God has touched because of her life, you know, cause I would share that story mm. and, you know, little did I know, you know, six months, seven months later, um, we'd be engaged and mm. to be married and God really has, you know, she has come alongside Adrian has come alongside so much in being a part of the ministry and not everything we talk about, isn't about the story, you know, right. we, we have so much, Stuff that we you know, we have three kids now and
0: you have your own life together that the Lord has given you.
3: Yes. Absolutely. But it's just she when when really it makes sense to like, hey, this is a part of my life, she's she's all for it. And of course, with the movie, it's gonna bring up that whole thing again. And she goes, Listen, it's not about me or you or Melissa, it's about Jesus. So let's Mm. do this. (laughs) So Mm. I'm thankful for that heart. And you know, I think that's why you know, God has really put his hand on this because I think watching her also with her heart being soft towards everything and going, God, I just want you to be glorified. That's what it's all about. And so even with mm-hmm. this whole thing where it got shut down after the first weekend <laughs> yes. and it was, it was a tough thing, you know, because it was in the theaters for one weekend and the first night it was out, it was the number one movie in America. It was number
0: one. <laughs> and then it got shut down. Lord, why did you do this to us? You know? And yeah. yet God is using it still.
3: Yeah, and I think that's the great thing, Charles, what you just said, is God is still using it still, because I think that there's a greater depth to it now that might not have been there if we weren't all going through this, because everyone starts to kind of open their ears and their heart a little bit more when there's something happening beyond our control. And so I think that for us to be able to say, I don't understand, but I still believe, I think is a
0: powerful thing. I'm so thankful for the time we were able to spend with Jeremy Camp this week. He truly has a heart for the Lord, and he wants to help people who are hurting today. And that's exactly why he helped produce, along with the Irwin brothers, the brand new movie based on he and his first wife's story. It truly is a movie for our times. With so many sufferings from anxiety and depression, why not take a couple of hours and watch a film that will remind you that Jesus is with you in the darkest of days? I believe that after you watch this movie, you'll be reminded that God's grace changes everything. I want to send you a copy of this DVD, I still believe, right away, for your gift to this listener-supported ministry. Would you be as generous as you possibly could this August? Here's the number to call right now, 800-654-2836. 800 654 Thirty-six, Or go online and watch the trailer and a clip from the movie and then make your gift when you visit us at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next week when again together we'll share in this great story. The story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today.
4: here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Have you ever known someone so well that you knew what they were going to say even before they said it? After years of marriage, it's not unusual for spouses to be able to finish each other's sentences, but that kind of closeness doesn't mean they don't still need to talk to each other. They do. In fact, it's when the conversation stops that people begin to drift apart. The same is true in your relationship with God, and He can do a whole lot more than finish your sentences. Psalm 139 says, Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. But that doesn't mean you don't need to spend time in prayer. Just like in any relationship, constant communication is the hallmark of closeness and intimacy. You can get your Anchor devotional delivered in print monthly at getanchor.com.